you know, I believe you just got to keep trying and you have to paint for yourself. It's you, what's inside you that you want to express. That was Karen Salop. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, and welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Happy Mother's Day. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I have a very special guest on the podcast this week. In honor of Mother's Day, I thought it would be fun to invite my mother, Karen Salop, to join me on the show. She is a New York Times reviewed, award-winning fine artist and abstract expressionist whose paintings have graced the walls of top galleries in New York City, Long Island, Palm Beach, Miami, and many cities in between. Her career spans over four decades where she has explored a spectrum of styles from realism to abstract expressionism. We are talking all things art, from painting to building a business, from creativity to entrepreneurship. My mother and I converse about where her art career began, her journey from painting as a hobby to pursuing a career as a professional artist, the challenges and opportunities along the way, her method, style, influences, and inspiration. And of course, we talk about the athleticism and fitness that have fueled her for success. As always, thanks for tuning in and all your great feedback on the podcast. I appreciate your DMs and questions on social. Keep those emails coming. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's easy. Scroll through the list of Marnie on the Move podcasts on your app, click on write a review, share what you like about the podcast, your favorite episodes, what inspires you, tell your friends to listen, email them a link, post it on your social platforms, and tag Marnie on the Move. Spread the love. Also, sign up for our newsletter, The Download, to find out about upcoming events and summits this summer great deals, offers, and giveaways. Now, on to today's guest. But before we get started, today's episode is fueled by Sun Potion. I am such a huge fan of their super high-quality, organic, tonic herbs, mushrooms, and superfoods. I have been using a variety of their transformational foods and supplements for the past three years. They have been major game-changers for my overall health and wellness, Lately, I have been using the pine pollen and ashwagandha for hormones and balance, chaga for my immune system, and my favorite, cordyceps, for extra energy pre-workout. I simply add them to my coffee or my smoothie every day, and I'm on the move. Head over to their website, sumpotion.com, and use the code MARNIEONTHEMOVE for 10% off. Now, on to the episode. I'm really excited that you're here today from Florida to do this podcast. I I know it's taken a lot of me convincing you to be a guest on the podcast. So thank you. You're welcome. So let's start with where you began and your 
long career as a very well-known, highly respected, New York Times reviewed artist. Where did it begin for you? In uh, high school, I had an illness and I was out of school for a while. And when I was able to get back on my feet, I went with my grandmother to the Y on Queens Boulevard. And I started, you know, keeping myself busy and um, just doing some drawing. And when I got back to high school, I started taking a lot of art classes and uh, it just bloomed. And from there, I uh, went to CW Post and I went to the School of Visual Arts, the Brooklyn Museum. It all kind of like came together. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Forest Hills. And where were you going to high school? Forest Hills High School, which is in Forest Hills, New York. And then did you work at all when you were in high school? I did work, but it had nothing to do with my art. I did some stenography for a lawyer. I worked in a dental office. I did all the things that you can kind of fit in while you are going to school, high school. When were you a model? That was probably 1968, 60, maybe the end of 67, 68, I always wanted to be in the arts, either it was acting or modeling. My father worked for ABC TV. He was really well respected there, and he kind of brought me in under his wing, and it was fun. I had a great two years working as a color test model. We didn't have the kind of computers we have now to pick up color. That was a beginning of working in the arts. That ended, you know, I got married and I went to study art in different places, like I mentioned before, Brooklyn Museum, School of Visual Arts. And then I kind of ended up at CW Post because I was married and we were living on Long Island and it was convenient. And so who were some of the artists that influenced you to pursue a career as an artist and follow this path when you were younger? Well, once I started um, taking classes, uh, you start as a realist artist, and you work yourself up to Impressionism, and those artists would be Monet. I loved his work. I loved his colors, and I, I loved the whole feel of that, and I did that for quite a long time, and then I had a teacher that mentored me on one-on-one basis, and He wanted me to try to paint like my life was. At that time, I had three little girls, and I was running from studio to soccer, tennis, and all the classes that you fill in your children's lives with. I was, you know, being an artist, a mother, a wife, and I just, you know, went along, and I did start painting. I changed the style. And I started painting abstractly. And he, this uh, artist, he's no longer with us, Jerry Okamoto. He, he really pushed me into the abstract genre. I loved it right away. Went right to it. It was me. And I started painting quick and, and changed my medium. I started painting with acrylics and uh, pencils. And it just changed my life. And I've been painting over 40 years. And I started really being calling myself a professional artist in the middle of the 1980s because I was able to sell and then I started teaching painting and um that's 
how what's happened. When did you get into your first gallery? Like, how did you go from taking painting as a hobby to getting into a gallery and going to be a professional artist? First of all, it's very hard to get into a commercial gallery. That was not even in my realm of thinking. I started out with some galleries on Long Island, BJ Spoke, which was in Huntington. And there was a gallery that I was involved with in Seacliff. And they were all cooperative. So you had to pay some money and you had to sit and work in the gallery. That was a lot of fun. I liked that. And that grew into me starting to see my work as a true artist. And I started moving into the city and walking around the galleries and seeing where I could fit in. I met a lot of other artists in a studio in Great Neck and We all kind of like worked together and gave each other ideas. And from there, I started at Viridian Gallery. I was there for five years. That was on uh, 57th Street. I believe the building's address was 25 West 57th Street. And that also led from one gallery to another. I remember when you were at the Viridian Gallery. That's when you got the write-up in the New York Times. Yes, yes. What was that like to have your... Was that the first write-up that you had? A serious one was Helen Harrison. That was the first one that really was... It was outrageous. It was just... Oh, my. I was over the moon. Because you... You know, you're not always sure when you send an invitation to a writer or uh, the Post or the Times that they're going to respond. And I just got lucky because she came into the city and she reviewed my show. And that's the beginning of wanting more, more and more. And over the years, I've tried to get into a lot of commercial galleries, and it's not easy. What's the process for an artist to get into a gallery? The process then was having your resume, a statement, lots of slides, pictures, and uh, all your uh, news media. And you would send it in an envelope. I'm kind of laughing at this because today is so different. And hope that you get a response. And it was trying got a lot of no's and a few yes's and uh you know that's in the past now you have to have a resume a cv a statement and images so you have to have jpegs and they have to be a certain way and it's a whole different world i think it's amazing i've seen how you have gone through your career i was there at your opening at the viridian gallery and i was there when the new york times article came out and that was huge i've seen many many of your shows and i've seen you in the last five ten years really get back into it in a big way i mean you've been showing in palm beach in west palm beach in miami in in fort lauderdale so you've been showing all around you know obviously you are not living in new york city anymore and it's very hard to you know you have to be here to be seen and so you've been really growing your business again in florida and you've gotten some great reviews in the palm beach post the fort lauderdale Mm -hmm. sun sentinel in the boynton beach forum so you've been really rebuilding your career in Florida, you know, into expanding into a new market, which is the Florida art scene. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Well, first I want to say that I have been a member of the National Association of Women Artists since 1986, and I've been active in that all this time, have showed in many of their gallery shows. Uh, Now online, they've exhibited my work, which is, like I said before, a whole new world. It's the XXX generation. And I was also president of uh, Women in the Visual Arts, and that's in Florida. And I was vice president of National Association of the Women Artists in Florida. So I have all that now under my belt as I've grown in the process of painting abstractly and it's a whole different vocabulary it's more like painting visual poetry and that's how you grow and i i have all these these positive things which i'll say is positive energy to get me into everywhere on i belong to the cultural council of palm beach i've had a one person show there i'm involved with arts warehouse which is in delray it's part of the artist alley you've been teaching classes there i have taught classes these are all the components that make up a professional artist your exhibits your name is out there, your teaching, and your references. And I'm very proud where I am today. It's taken a long time, yes, and Marnie has been there from the very beginning. I was taking a class with uh, a Marilyn Mayer, and she was an Impressionist artist. And I was about eight and a half months pregnant, and I was walking into her studio, and I fell down the stairs. She was there. It was just freaking. It shows my dedication to what I do. That that's it. You when you have to be so dedicated to succeed, you have to be constantly painting and growing, and that's the process. Process is to grow, change, and enjoy the moment of creating your work. I want to talk about like a lot of the different exhibits that you've been part of and your solo shows. I mean, what are some of the shows that you've done recently? Well, I had a show, there's so many, in the Armory in West Palm Beach, Mm -hmm. and that was very successful and coordinated. It was a group show. And then I've showed solo at the Cultural Council of Palm Beach, and I've also been in their group shows. We had a group show that was uh, Art Decor. And I was selected to be in this exhibit, and eight artists were paired up with eight interior designers, and they created a venue. They were each like a box, but big size, you know, and they were paintings and furniture, and that was very successful. And I also had a, a solo show there. I also had a solo show at the Arts Warehouse in Delray, and those are some of your recent, and what do you have coming up? Right now, I'm exhibiting with the National Association of Women Artists in Florida at the Center for Creative Education, which is in West Palm Beach, and they're women artists that focused on the influence of Frida Kahlo on contemporary art, which is right up my alley. And I am now going to be in a show that is a biennial for the Cultural Council of the Palm Beaches in May. 
And that's a very big honor because I've tried to get into these biennials before and, you know, it's not that easy. What's the process? Well, as I said before, you have to submit a statement, a resume, and your images, JPEGs, and pay. <laughs> yeah. Everything's about money. Yeah. <laughs> Either coming in or going out. Right. And um, that's that's the process for that. So I was very honored. It's it's a journey. Any in any art, the ups are great. You're on a high and things are great, but the lows, they can be very depressing. You've been an artist now, as we had mentioned earlier, for over for forty years. So, how have you seen the art world evolve in terms of artists from the time when you were starting to the contemporary artists of today? Well, as always, there's lots of artists out there trying to get their name out there as well and into galleries. And I find now that it's very competitive. There are new ways that they keep asking for images to be sent and qualifications to galleries. And it's very different. It's a different world. It really is. And it's a hard world to accomplish to get in and be successful. You know, you can get into a gallery. It doesn't mean you're going to sell. And that is the bottom line. As I mentioned earlier in a conversation, it's very competitive. There's thousands of artists out there that want to be known, that want to show. And the, I believe you just got to keep trying and you have to paint for yourself. It's you. what's inside you that you want to express. So what inspires you? in your work? My life. I, I really believe it was my life. I, I started out painting realistically. I moved to an impressionistic palette, an impressionist style. And then as my life changed, so did my work. And uh, I'm very dedicated. I try to help other artists by teaching them just what I'm talking about, how to present your work to a gallery. And uh, it's this, you have to be a curator. You have to be a marketing expert. There's ways that you so it's have not to just take painting. over everything. No, it's unfortunately, it's, you have to know how to do everything. Marketing. Who is going to, where you should send your work because... I could send my abstract work to a gallery that doesn't doesn't represent artists that paint abstract style. And it's very hard. You've got to try to be positive and intuitive and create. Where do you draw inspiration for the colors that you use? I choose colors from nature. All my paintings I consider landscapes. I do not like to name them, but... Unfortunately, I have to name them so the people can see what I'm trying to express. It's very hard to say, well, what inspires you? My life, I live in Florida now. My colors are beautiful. The sunsets, it's green all year. And uh, my workshops that I do, and going to workshops in different areas taking classes from very well-known artists as well. And each the, from each thing, I take something. But my colors are from the sky and the sea and mountains and 
all the things that I've experienced that I've seen by my, in, with my own eyes. Many years ago, I went to Monet's garden in France, and I wanted to lay down on the ground. You just can't express that in words. You have to paint it, and that's what I like to do. I love color. I'm known as a colorist, and I will always be a colorist. And no matter what I do, what kind of medium I use, because I can paint in other mediums than acrylic. I started out in oil, then I moved to watercolors, then I tried acrylics. And having that knowledge helps you create the body of work that you are trying to have the viewer see. And, you know, it's really a difficult thing to try to explain other than I say nature and landscapes are what influenced me. And who are some of the artists that you look to for inspiration and influence in your work? Well, William de Kooning, Picasso, Joan Mitchell, Cy Tomley, all the... Anyone new? Well, I have a good friend. Her name is Sally Cooper, and she paints like me, and I really do love her work, and we're compared to each other. And it's kind of funny because many years ago, I I did study with her for a short period of time, and you don't want to focus on her style, and you want to create your own style from what she teaches you. So I would say she's successful. And there's also a gal that taught in Florida that I had a chance to study with for a short time. Her name is Sherry O'Neill. And, you know, if you go to my website, you, you can see the influences of other abstract expressionists, but I always keep it so that it's my work, not theirs. Obviously. Mm-hmm. This style that you've been painting in has, really feels like it's always been your style. Like, how has it changed over the years? What has shifted? The reason why you feel like that is because I started painting like this in uh, nine, the late 1980s. Um, right. Jody was born in 81, and I just started painting that way, this the abstract expressionist way, around then, and you were just 13. So how I've changed, Mm -hmm. it's not the colors. My colors were always, my palette stays the same. My brush strokes and my gestures have changed. The way I compose a painting is different. I don't draw in a traditional way. I do a very quick outline, and then... I uh, work to build up the canvas, and it's a back-and-forth process where you start to work and you form shapes, and then you go back, and with these gestures, which are lyrical, you create a song. A song on canvas. Mm-hmm. A song on so, canvas. And you like to work on pretty big, large-scale canvases. Yes. I when I when Many years ago, I worked on very large canvases, the problem with that is now getting them around, which has always been a problem, but now it has become harder, and a lot of galleries do not want such big pieces because they can't store them. The walls are smaller. 
But um, my favorite size is a 40 by 40 stretched canvas or a 48 by 48. I, I, the bigger, the freer you are. And that's, you know, how I paint, free. Do you miss New York? I miss New York very much. I, uh, it's very hard to be out of New York where you believe it's the scene. But unbelievable. Florida has got Winmore and it has uh, Miami, and we have West Palm Beach. I mean, it's Armory, Cultural Council of Palm Beach. There's plenty to see in Florida, and yeah. very good artist. So we've kind of talked a lot about what you do as an entrepreneur and an artist and your career and how you've evolved over the years from your style to the way you're marketing yourself and your press coverage and all the galleries you've been in and what you're doing moving forward. But I also know that you are and have been very athletic in your life and maybe not in the most recent years. But, you know, I remember growing up, you were always playing tennis, which is how I got into tennis. And you were a very good equestrian and had your own horse. You know, maybe you can share with my listeners where your fitness began. I've always exercise. As I mentioned earlier, I uh, I had some surgery when I was 16, and it was a, a bone tumor that was benign. And in recovering, they didn't really have physical therapy, but I knew I had to do something stretching or something to get myself more aligned. So I started doing the stretching by using yoga. It was like not known. <laughs> it was like in 1966 and you know it wasn't popular it amongst wasn't westerners popular and we, you know you why well, watch television shows so, and they had it in the beginning they had some uh, i think channel 13 educational stuff. what happened was i started doing my own yoga and stretching and then i would say in the 80s it became very popular the late 80s to take classes in using weights, step class, and running. And yes, I was an athlete once upon a time. And I still work out. I do yoga and I walk in my community. There's not, I can't do jazzercise, even though I would love to. But I think that Marnie watched me, as well as my other daughters, go from one activity to the other. I used to say, well, I have, I changed my hats. I'd start in the morning and I'd be in classes doing uh, jazzercise and step class and. Uh, oh, what was and it, what were the classes? Well, um, do you remember? Michael used to teach the step class and uh, the bodybuilding, and then he we did uh, also stretch class. You know that was very popular in the eighties, and um, I took to it like lightning. I loved it and. I have and had a lot of energy. And so that would be like my first, the kids would get off to school and then I would do my second thing, which was exercising. And the third thing would be coming home and painting. And the fourth thing would be picking up the kids and being mom. And that's how I came to really paint the way I paint. I had a mentor by the name of Jerry Okamoto and he observed me painting 
impressionistly, and he said, this is not who you are. And I, I said, what? I didn't know where it was coming from. And he started showing me how my life has to coordinate with my work, which is painting. So we changed the entire style, and he worked with me for 10 years. And he really, he taught me all that I know. And uh, I'd go to museums, I'd see a lot of work by Joan Mitchell, and art history at CW Post. I took art history courses, and that's the knowledge you get. You find all these influential artists. When you come back to New York, are there any museums or galleries you like to go visit or work that you want to, exhibits that you want to see? When I come to New York City, I go to exhibits that I like to see. I love the Whitney. I love the Mon Museum. And um, I really feel very comfortable at the Whitney. What do you love about the Whitney? I like to go, I like to visit the f- third floor or fourth floor, and that's all the abstract expressionists. You'll find Joan Mitchell there, de Kooning. Alex Katz, a lot of great artists. Cy Tomley has his work there. I wish my work was there. Maybe it will be one day. I I hope so, because otherwise my daughters are going to be having a lot of art to get rid of. I have a lot of art. Yeah. It sells. I have a woman that represents me. It's a tough career to be an artist. Any art. Any kind of artist. I mean, you're selling your soul and you're getting rejected. You're showing your soul. Yes. That is what an artist, you show your soul. And you have to be willing to do that. Because especially now how I paint, it's intuitively. And that is work that comes from within. And I might have mentioned this before, but I have a vocabulary that I've developed. It's not words. It's brush strokes and gestures and line that is completely different from what I've done years before. And I could do a painting in two days, and I can take a painting and have to work eight weeks. It depends the size and what is going on in my life and in my head. I'm impressed with your LinkedIn account, and you're on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook. and you're really, like, you really got it. Like, it's I'm beyond impressed. Well, that's the difference between... When I was painting many years ago, and you want to know what's different today, today we have social media. You've got to be out there. You've got to have your own website, and you've got to let people know you're on the website. When I first started really getting online, Paintings Direct came to me and asked me if I would send them my slides and at that time, it was slides, my slides and a statement and a, do I have a resume, all these things, and online. I mean, it was like giving birth to a whole new century, which it has. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to have this social media, and I'm glad for marketing and uh, design and art that you know, we have it. Sometimes it gets a little bit crazy. You don't have to know everybody's business or their whereabouts. Only when so you need to talk to a daughter. <laughs> and your Instagram feed is really is really great too. I mean, you've really been working on that. I like the direction you're going with showcasing your work. I always think that you should 
maybe tell a bigger story on your Instagram, which I've, you know, whether it's the story of the colors that you use. I mean, you have some colors that really are almost like your signature colors that you use. So like, what are your signature colors? Oh, yeah. I would say that my blues are my signature color and purples and blues, purples, and I use a lot of black. And it just evolves. You know, you think of the sky, you think of the water, you think of the grass, and all those colors come into play. You learn your color strategies and you just, you repeat them and you they just remember your yeah, complementary colors and values and All the basics. Nothing's changed with that. It's just experimentation. And do you feel like color has energy and paints have vibrations that are, like like you had said earlier, you referred to painting like music. So do you feel like that about paint, that it has that kind of energy and vibration? Oh, absolutely, because I never paint without music. Uh, It could be opera. It could be uh, rock pop rock it could be gold oldies so has music influenced your art at all over the years popular music no maybe but be classical music definitely when i paint i like to paint with a different kind of sound who are some of the artists you're listening to right now coldplay enya i love her it's mellow it's nice sounds good what, are, what were some of the original artists that inspired you when you first started? My daughter's dying for this. <laughs> the Beatles. Of course, the Beatles. Who was your favorite Beatle? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was your favorite Beatle? Yeah, at that time, Paul McCartney. I liked Neil Diamond. I mean, it was different. He sang differently when we were younger. Did you like the Eagles? Yes, I liked Eagles. That was later. I liked Queen. I liked Sticks. I know this is one of your favorite questions, so I saved it for last. When people ask you, like, how long did it take you to make that painting? I think that everyone in business can understand how you're about to respond to this question. How long did it take you to make that painting? My whole life. Every, and from the moment I held a piece of charcoal in my hand until this day, it's, that's how long it takes. It's the knowledge that you keep in your mind that's stored up. And that's what I'm talking about as a vocabulary because that's your base where you can walk up to a canvas and just start because you know what you're doing. And it's not that I can finish a painting in weeks. It's that I have to step up to the painting and know exactly what I'm going to do. So people think, people who maybe are not, appreciative of the arts yeah I mean Mm -hmm. they think you just like throw some color on a canvas and sell it obviously that's not the way it goes there's no such thing if you ask an actor how long they it took for them to discover their method and how they've trained themselves they're going to use a combination of exercise creativity model themselves after someone that they were nurtured by or they respected. It's the same thing in any art form. And if you have a specialty like marketing or um, marketing, design, interior design, it takes a long time to make it perfect. And that's the journey that artists take. It's a journey and you're never finished until you're gone. 
That was awesome, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.